Welcome to the Socialette Podcast, where we empower you with the marketing know-how you need to create the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a marketing nerd, Shiraz lover, and passport stamp collector. Join me as I dive into all things small business marketing and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free lessons every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let's get learning. Welcome to Socialette. This is episode 125. This episode is brought to you by my free ebook, 79 Ways to Uplevel Your Business. Inside it, you'll find 79 juicy and actionable tips that you can implement in your business to start moving the needle and start seeing some real growth. Head to stephtaylor.co forward slash 79 to download it. Okay, on to the episode. Five small business branding tips that you need to know. Branding is something that I spent a lot of time learning about in 2018 because I truly believe that it's what differentiates the good businesses from the great ones. You know, those new businesses that pop up out of nowhere and just seem to get traction so effortlessly, the ones that have hordes of people spending $300 on running tights or $50 on a face mask without even batting an eyelid. Chances are there's some good branding behind it. I, for one, am a sucker for good branding, and I know I'm not the only one. And I don't just mean how the brand looks, even though that is important, but what really sucks me in is when the brand gets me, when they align with the lifestyle I live or the person I want to be, or they just tell a really good story. Anyway, I'm by no means a branding expert, but I've learned a few things along the way, and today I'll be sharing a couple of branding tips with you. Next month, I'm interviewing someone who is an absolute pro at branding, and I can't wait to share that episode with you. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. But for now, my tips will have to do. So branding tip number one, hire a brand designer. Good brand designers often don't get enough credit for the work that they do. That simple, minimal logo you're looking at likely has hours and hours of blood, sweat, and tears behind it. But because some of the best branding is just so simple, people assume that a logo is something they can DIY or hire someone off Fiverr to do. Full disclosure here, I DIY'd both the Wild Bloom and the Steph Taylor branding initially, but I got them professionally redone and the impact that this has had on business growth is like insane. Getting it done professionally just adds that element of slickness. Like you have it all together and you're really serious about your business. And when you're competing against a lot of other people, this can be the edge that you need to stand out. Tip number two, keep it simple. Don't confuse your audience by adding a few hundred different directions to your brand and millions of colors and fancy fonts. Just keep it clear and simple. This goes for your brand visuals, but also for the emotional aspect of your brand. Which of these sounds more impactful? So option one, we do digital marketing, social media, email marketing, and paid advertising for health and wellness businesses. Or option two, we empower honest brands. Option two might not tell people exactly what you do, but if someone who identifies their business as being an honest brand sees it, they're going to be curious and they're going to want to find out more. Tip number three, know what your brand stands for. What you stand for is arguably more important than how your brand looks, because the right people will align with what you believe in. For example, if one of your brand's big beliefs is that we should leave the planet a better place than we found it, then people who also believe in this are going to want to associate with your brand. 
don't worry that taking a firm stance on something will stop people working with you or buying from you. These people aren't your people, so you shouldn't be trying to win them over anyway. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but if you try to be everything to everyone, you'll end up being nothing to no one. Your message will be wishy-washy and nobody's going to really resonate with you. Tip number four, don't treat branding as a box ticking exercise. So I'm guessing that when you first started your business, one of the tasks on your to-do list was come up with a name and come up with a logo, probably somewhere around the same time as write a business plan. But there's so much more to it than your name and your logo. And both of these things aren't just boxes to be ticked. They deserve a lot of thought and a lot of intention behind them. And they're going to evolve over time. Not all the time, because that would be confusing, but both the visual and the non-visual elements of your brand will evolve. Tip number five, know what makes you different. Why should someone choose you over your competitors? This is such an important part of your brand because once you know your point of difference, you can make sure that every element of your brand reflects this. For example, if your point of difference is that you're more professional than everyone else in your space, your brand colors probably shouldn't be hot pink and lime green. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you've got a few tips out of it that you can go and apply to your own branding. If you've learned anything from this show so far or you're enjoying it, I'd really appreciate if you could take a couple of minutes just to write a quick rating and a review. And also make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Catch you next time.